Joe McDonough, GA President, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners and welcome to the Builder We Are Mead podcast and uh, having trolled through the results from the weekend and having trolled through our social media and all the nominations that have come true to us, it is now time for us to announce the Proactive Risk Control Team of the Week, the Proactive Risk Control Player of the Week and our new favourite one, Davy Rispin, the Proactive Risk Control top scorer of the week and uh, I suppose you know uh, having seen the last round of championship and we mentioned it to Stevie Baxter and he jumped on the uh, on board and says hey look why don't we do that one as well because the last day was absolutely phenomenal with the scores that were put in and uh, this last weekend round three of the football championship was no different because when we get to it when we look at the scores that were put up absolutely phenomenal again. Yeah, it just gets better week on week, Mickey Brennan. It's, uh, it's, it's ridiculous stuff. And uh, we did speculate that there might be, particularly with the couple of dead rubbers, Mickey, that there might be some big scores being put up. And uh, so was the case. But, I mean, I'm just looking through it already. You know, we obviously have the team in front of us. We won't reveal it yet or anything. But, like, I'm just looking at the six forwards to start with. Like, the scoring from, from them alone was just remarkable once more. And, We'll come to honourable mentions at the end of the podcast, but some of the guys you missed out with, with sensational scores, scores that we wouldn't even dream of kicking Mickey. Yeah, well, 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 maybe you wouldn't, but... Uh, <laughs> Davey, I know, now looking at it, like I think the half-forward line did as well as the half-forward line last week, but the inside-forward line this week, I, I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed. Nobody scored 24 points this week. No, I'm trying to tot it up now. I mean, no, they didn't, but uh, <laughs> they definitely scored 24 points between them and some, probably. Yeah, yeah, they did indeed. And uh, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Again, we want to thank, uh, thank all our listeners for um, their nominations across all our social media. Absolutely brilliant. Great to have you all involved in helping us pick our proactive risk control team of the week. And we can't do it without you because you are our eyes and ears. And when you tell us about a player that has uh, impressed you uh, over a football weekend, we can go back and check and ask people and check it out and make sure that we're not missing anybody because that's the whole aim of this. We want to make sure that we uh, cover as many games as possible, as many good performances across all three grades, the senior, the intermediate, and the junior championship. And uh, this week is no different to last week. We've got a great spread of players from all three championships. And Davey Rispin, I think it's time for us to uh, now announce our proactive risk control team of the week. And before we do proactive risk control, um, uh, we want to thank Stevie Baxter, as I said already, and uh, to get in contact with them for all your health and safety needs or consultancy and training, you can contact them on email. It's stephen at prc.ie. His mobile is 087-412-7603. Or you can go to the website. It's www.prc.ie. .ie. And as we said before, if you are going to be contacting PRC and you've heard about it through We Are Mead, make sure you let them know because they are our sponsors. Davey Rispin, it's time to announce the Proactive Risk Control Team of the Week. And in goals for our uh, third um, uh, Team of the Week is... We've gone for Peter Fox here, uh, Mickey, the Moila man. Um, 
was between the sticks. He's normally found at number six. Uh, excellent centre-half back down through the years for Moila. Um, resident free-taker as well off his left boot. But answering the call, not sure what happened to the, to the veteran Ingus, Fa- Ingus Fanning who would normally be in goals for Moila. But um, Peter Fox was in there to do a job and did it ever so well. Moila getting a huge scalp against him. Pat's 14 points to eight and surviving in an intermediate championship along, along the way. But... Peter Fox was outstanding in the goals and along the way made a tremendous penalty save as well, keeping a clean sheet to over the 60 minutes and was integral to obviously that win, 14 points to eight. Um, brilliant, brilliant performance by the makeshift goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah, absolutely brilliant. And you think of the magnitude of it, Moyla coming up uh, to intermediate ranks, having been in a junior final last year, not winning that junior final and being beaten by Clon McGill. So to come up into intermediate and to cement their place in intermediate with a win over St. Pat's, uh, who only came down, as we said, from senior championship last year, absolutely monumental. And for him to go in between the sticks, save a penalty and keep a clean sheet, is uh, you know that's one that'll go down in the annal books for 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 Moila GA I'm sure. Well done to Peter Fox from Moila making it in in our goalkeeper's position. We're going to go to our full back line now, Davy, and on the proactive risk control team of the week, wearing number two will be. I've gone for David Ratley here, uh, Mickey from Believer, and it's probably a little bit of a contentious one, maybe, um, and, and, and it may prove to be. But at the end of the day, as we said on We Are Mead and as we said on, on different podcasts, David was, you know, sent out to do a job on, on the talisman for Karen Ross, Frank O'Reilly. And, you know, for all intents and purposes, he, he did it whatever way he possibly could. And, you know, they, they say win at all costs, and he certainly did that. He kept Frank scoreless from play. And, you know, if, if you had have offered Beliver or anybody else the opportunity to keep Frank O'Reilly, a man who was actually in our last PRC team of the week after scoring 2-10 in round two, um, scoreless from play, you know, you just snapped their hand off. And that did have a massive bearing on the overall outcome. I think Karen Ross only notching nine points on the day and they've been such a free-scoring um, outfit in this championship to date. David Raleigh did what he could in the end of the day. Um, you know, Frank ended up getting dismissed towards the end of the game, but the game was more than uh, over at that stage. And, um, you know, David's the type of player who we heard from, you know, the, the Bliver management after the game. He's the type of player, if you give him a role or give him any position to do, he'll do it to the best of his ability. He's extremely versatile. He's played in pretty much all over the pitch from, you know, wing half forward, right back to corner back now. Um, and I'm sure he'll be given a job to do in the semi-final as well against Indultons. But David Raleigh for us gets in at number two, Mick. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, deserving uh, of that number two jersey, having stopped Frank O'Reilly. We know you've already mentioned it. He did it anyway he could, but to think that Frank O'Reilly had scored two ten the week beforehand, and uh, David David Raleigh uh, did such a good did such a good job on him um, uh, last weekend. He had to get in, um, so well done to David Raleigh from Beliver. Our full back on our third proactive risk control team of the week is. Yeah, another man who was probably sent out to do a job and uh, Michael Farley from Nafina has been playing ever so well in this championship to date. I know he's been away travelling in recent years. He actually did the, the senior preview with us from Nafina and, uh, you know, he is most at home at full back and in fairness to him, he did an excellent man-marking job on, I suppose, one of the danger men for Dunham Rashburn, Andy Tormey, keeping him scoreless um, throughout the whole game on um, on Saturday afternoon. A really, really strong performance from uh, Michael. He won a lot out in front as well. He didn't just play Tormey from, from behind and let him win the ball and then probably attack. He really attacked the ball from the front 
and made some driving runs forward himself, you know, and contributing to attacking moves from Nafina. And I suppose it's synonymous of the Enfield Bacon's 10 men. They, they really are such a strong outfit from probably number one, Shane Garrity, right through to Shane Walsh, probably wearing number 15. And, you know, what a, what a breakthrough year it is for them. You know, they're in the semi-final now, courtesy of that result. They limited, not just uh, Michael, but as a team, they limited Dunham or Ashburn to just eight points, Mickey. Um, four in each half. And by virtue of Michael keeping Andy Tormey scoreless, that was uh, eradicating one of the Dunmore Ashburn uh, danger men in doing so. So Michael Farley, I think, uh, thoroughly deserves the number three jersey. Yeah, and in doing so, you said it. They've seen themselves through to the semi-final of the uh, Mead Senior Championship and uh, a wonderful win for Nafina. We're going to move on now to our final fullback. Um, uh, it's wearing number four, cornerback, is going to be who, Davy Ruskin? It's a club mate of your own, Mickey Brennan. Um, and you probably haven't played as much football with this guy, maybe, as, as you have with other lads in that Simon Sound back line. But uh, he has the potential to go on and be every bit as successful as any of the rest of those Simon Sound backs because he's, he's an excellent young player with a terrific attitude towards the game. And he's improving and progressing every single game he plays. He's still a very young man, and it's Michael Gavin from Simonstown. Um, tasked with the unenviable job of picking up one of the hottest properties in me GA club football um, and in Brian McMahon and did a terrific job on him. Um, again, keep, keeping him scoreless from, from play and from freeze. He, obviously, Brian McMahon doesn't hit the freeze. Um, so, you know, looking at our full-back as a whole, David Raleigh keeping Franco scoreless from play, Michael Farley keeping Tormey scoreless, and, and Michael Gavin from Simonstown doing the same. And when you look at how close the game ended up being, yeah. had Simonstown obviously got the win, Mickey, we'd have been coming out of this and we'd have been looking back on the game and saying, where was it won and lost? And you would have ex- that would have been the number one avenue you would have pointed to because Brian McMahon makes uh, Rateau tick, especially in the absence of the Wallaces, Mick. You know, he is really their focal point nowadays. And I've never seen Brian McMahon, or I can't remember the last time I've seen Brian McMahon have as quiet a game. Um, and that's testament to the efforts and the endeavours of uh, young Mick Gavin from Simonstown. Yeah, a wonderful, wonderful young player uh, on the rise and hopefully he can keep his he- head and his feet on the ground in the coming years because he has the potential to be an absolute fabulous footballer. And to do that to Bryony McMahon um, in such a crucial game as well, uh, Bryony McMahon usually steps up uh, uh, to the plate when it comes to these big games. And as you said, had Simonston won that game and it was very, they were very close to winning that game, we would have been pointing and saying the winning of that game was Michael Gavin stopping um, uh, uh, the, the retort talisman, uh, Bryony McMahon. So um, really well done to Michael Gavin and hard luck on the result in the end to Simon St. Gales. But what a great full back line, keeping all their men scoreless um, in the third um, round of championship games. We're going to move on now to the half back line, Davey. And uh, the proactive risk control number five will be... It's going to be James Mooney from Mead Hill. Um, granted, he didn't get the result that I'm sure he and, and his teammates would have liked in Park Talton on Sunday evening. However, uh, Mooney was absolutely influential in the early parts of the game and he's such a distinct looking player. Um, always as the fresh fade, kind of socks down at his ankles, you know, flashy boots and this kind of thing. But he's extremely quick. He's a former Mead minor, former Mead under 20 player. Um, loves bombing forward, loves getting on the end of moves and kicking scores. He ended up clipping over two points and um, was a constant thorn in the side. Um, 
of Clannagale throughout the 60 plus minutes on uh, on Sunday. Unfortunately for him, it just didn't materialise in the end. They've got themselves in such a strong position. But in fairness, Mooney can look back on his performance and say he couldn't have done anything more for the Mead Hill cause. He really gave it 110%, as he always does, to be fair. And and it's probably nice that he's getting a little bit of recognition. His championship year is obviously over now. Um, but he's a player who has a very bright future in front of him. Yeah, um, well done to James Mooney. Hard luck on the result, obviously, uh, against London Gale, but well done on making it into the proactive risk control team of the week. We're going to move on now to centre-back Davy Rispin. Yeah, and he's a player who's um, featuring for the second consecutive week in our team of the week, Mickey. And it's uh, Oshin McCluskey from Nafina putting in another barnstormer performance at number six. I suppose you look back to the Navinamani's game, Mick, and uh, you know he was tasked with the job of, of picking up Rory Aquilon. Did a tremendous job that day, rightfully got his position in our team of the week. And I suppose to retain the shirt um, <laughs> in, in any team is probably hard enough, but to do it in the PRC risk control um, <laughs> team of the week, it's, 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 it's almost unheard of. But Usher McCluskey <laughs> has done the impossible and he's kept his place there. And uh, what a performance again. Tasked with p- picking up Dylan Brady, who's one of the liveliest forwards in club football, in, in senior football in Mead. And, and again, once again, doing a magnificent job. Lovely head of blonde highlights as well. I compared him to Eddie Guerrero. I know you're, you, you probably liked your wrestling back in the day, Mickey. No, um, one of the Guerreros. Um, <laughs> no, no. Very, very similar to him. Plays exactly like Eddie used to wrestle as well. Um, big, strong Gosson. But everything that went in, he was the man winning it. Emerge and setting up attacks. He didn't get on the end of anything and, and get a score himself. But he, he gave it off to the shooters. Did his job and got back in position and did his primarily work there at number six. Can't tell you how good this guy is. For all the club football I've watched so far this year, this is the chap that stands out to me as a guy that Andy McEntee, I'm sure, will probably be looking at bringing into the senior setup. Yeah, I, I love a, 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 an old-fashioned centre-back who does his job, gets forward, lays the ball off to the forwards and gets back into his position and you know sets up the attacks, breaks up the attacks for the opposing team, but sets up the attacks for his own team. Absolutely brilliant. Well done to Oshie McCluskey on uh, retaining the jersey for the second week in a row. I was just looking back, Davey, as you were talking. I'm looking back to week one's lineup. I don't think we've had one player who's been in all three weeks. And uh, I don't think we've had any of the players from week one making it into the uh, to the PRC team of the week for week two or week three, which is very interesting. But Are you moving- saying that's gone to their head? <laughs> yeah, the first week it all went yeah, to their yeah, head, yeah. so it was, yeah. They, 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 they thought their work for the year was done. But moving on and completing our half-back line is number seven on the proactive risk control team of the week. And he's another player making his second consecutive appearance <laughs> in the team, and it's, uh, it's Johnny Lavelle and... I mean, we, we said it on the last podcast. I mean, he, he got the goal um, that got Summerhill over the line against Wolf Tones in round two. And he's ended up getting the goal that got Summerhill over Curahan in round three. Um, another late uh, showing from Johnny Lavelle, but probably showing such enterprising um, running going forward deep into, uh, I think it was 51st or 52nd minute with, you know, eight or nine minutes remaining. And, and at the time, Summerhill needed a goal. And Kevin Ryan was actually the man who got in and here comes Johnny Lavelle storming through and he was there to apply an easy finish. Very similar to the goal he scored in Navin two weeks ago. But this guy, you know, first and foremost, Mickey, I know he's a defender, so he obviously does a starling job um, defensively. But he's not afraid to get forward now. And, and he's got that confidence, clearly, from the goal against Wolf Jones to go forward all that bit more. Um, and, you know, he's become 
he's become a real star in that Summerhill back line because it's obviously littered with quality. You know, you have the two Ryans who are Mead senior footballers at this stage as well. Um, but, you know, Johnny Lavelle is, is turning into a, a bit of a, I don't know what you call him at this stage, but uh, he's, he's turned into a bit of a Jack McCaffrey, to be honest with you. And he has a bit of a curly head on him as well. So um, possibly there is similarities to the way in which he plays as well. But Summerhill are going to need a lot more of that in the semi-final from him, particularly against the Ratoad side, who we know are very difficult to break down. And if they get their matchups right in the forwards, a lot will probably depend on the midfield and half-back line for Summerhill to get forward and, and try and break lines. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Johnny Lavelle making it in for the second week running and scoring a goal for the second week running in the Mead uh, Senior Championship. Well done to Johnny Lavelle from Summerhill making it in at number seven. We're going to go to midfield now on the Proactive Risk Control Team of the Week, Davey. And where number eight is? It's the big man from Clannagale. It's, it's Big Keen Swain, former Mead under 20 player. And uh, he's a player who's, again, continuing to progress. Only 21, 22 years of age. He's frightening how big of a man he is and, and how good, I suppose, of a ball-playing midfielder he is also. Fantastic pair of hands, as you can imagine. But he, he also takes frees for them. I think he scored three points at the weekend. Could be mistaken. Definitely two, possibly three. Um, and, and gave an exhibition of high fielding. And... I suppose after a rocky start for Clannagale, he, along with his, uh, his partner in midfield, Darrow Griffin, were the two protagonists that got a hold of the game and really grabbed it by the scruff of the neck and got Clannagale primary possession in midfield and started setting up attacks. In the early stages, they struggled. And, uh, you know, we, we spoke about it during the game that there was probably a case for Mead Hill bringing out Tommy Rooney, a big man to contest ball with him in midfield because they probably lacked that. And Keane Swain, the longer the game went on, he got better. Dara Griffin caused havoc as well. And as a midfield duo, those two are such a hard um, pair to mark. And they've, they've proved it in junior. And they probably came up to intermediate. And there was question marks about them. Can they replicate that in intermediate, higher grade, mark men and all that? They've just continued on on the way they've been progressing. They're in a preliminary semi-final now. And Keane Swain, it'll be a, it'll be a hard man to stop in that. Yeah, uh, I'm loving. I'm. I'm. I, I, I was really impressed by Clonmacay last year. I did say that I, I. I thought that they'd go well in intermediate championship, and they've just continued that run from last year. Absolutely brilliant. The average age of that Clonmacay team is 22. Um, Davy Rispin, and you know, as you said, uh, they're going to be hard to stop when they come up against Ballinabracky. But Ballinabracky will have something to say about that in the uh, quarterfinals. Are you ready to start a construction project? Here is five reasons why you should choose Buildor. You come first. Your goal is our goal. You will benefit from our years of experience. You will have a one-stop shop at your doorstep. Your project will be on time and on budget. Call us today on 046 90 or email us at info at builder, your local go-to construction company. Moving on now to the second of our midfielders and uh, Davy Rispin, who's going to join Keane Swain in the proactive risk control midfield? Going to have a stab at this name, Mickey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or should I play it safe? Um, no. Okay. I'll say for you, it's, it's Sean Callow from Longwood. 
Okay, Sean Cole. I was going to bottle it and say Sean Cole, but no, you, you've done it. You've done it right. I think I'm sure Longwood will be fairly quick to correct us if we're wrong. But this is a young player who's um, again probably similar similar age to Keane Swain and um, a ball playing um, midfielder, and he's he's again probably taken Longwood to the next level. I know we've probably got players that we associate with Longwood over the years, the likes of Berkey and Aaron Ennis and. You know, even Ryan Moore has become a household name at this stage. But himself and Harry Hogan have really stepped up this year. And it's been a tricky enough year for Longwood, you have to remember, Mickey. They were beaten in the first two rounds, albeit by narrow margins. But they were in the last chance saloon against Ballinlock over the weekend to avoid relegation playoffs, a back-to-back relegation playoffs, we may add, after being relegated from senior last year. This guy chipped in with one three from midfield. Granted a penalty, an excellently... Um, well-taken penalty past Rasha Muldoon for Ballinlock and also chipped in with three points uh, to his credit too. So what a performance in midfield from Sean Kalou and um, he can look forward to another year at intermediate football for Longwood and it's going to be the likes of him and a couple of other guys who are going to be pushing them on in, in the coming years, please God. Yeah, and he can look forward to you pronouncing his name right next year uh, when Longwood are, 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 are playing their trade in the Intermediate Championship. Well done to Sean Callow of Longwood. Um, we're going to move on now to the half-forward line in the Proactive Risk Control Team of the Week. Where number 10 will be, Davy? Number 10 is Dara Rowe, and I suppose the only surprise uh, with this one is that it's Dara Rowe's first appearance in the PRC Team of the Week this year, and... Uh, He's, uh, he's done a decent job, I suppose. He, he, had, a, he had a fascinating duel with um, Kima Partland from Oldcastle in round one, and they sort of cancelled each other out. Um, as we all know, in, in round two, they got a bit of a tanking off uh, Balanabraki, and I, I think Rowe was a marked man in that one. I think Nicky Judge, with the, with the no knees to his credit, um, might have done a, done a bit of a job on Rowe. But in fairness, the class of the man to come out, and yeah, it, it, it probably was a nothing game for Sidden, but you know, they came out and they gave an excellent account of themselves. Uh, in, a, in a pulsating draw against the league Bellews Town, who had everything to play for going into it. And, you know, Darrow, probably a different position to what we associate with him. We, we would associate him to be an inside forward, um, first and foremost, but he was out wing forward and it didn't stop his scoring spree. One seven uh, for Rowe. I know his brother Cormac was prominent as well throughout. But, um, you know, Rowe is a class act. I suppose one of the questions that always is on everybody's lips every year when Darrow does stuff like this is, why isn't he on the mead team and, and this kind of thing? Be interesting to see, um, possibly his own reservations about going in there, but his performances are still good and he's still consistently scoring. Um, and he is obviously Sidden's main man. Um, does get a lot of treatment, as do most good forwards at that level. But, you know, time and time again, he manages to overcome it. Um, his, his father was obviously a gifted footballer for mead. I think one in All-Ireland or two as well. Um, along the way. So um, the, the breeding is good and, and Darrow continues to carry the can for Sidden. Yeah, Darrow definitely um, deserving of his wing half forward position. A fabulous, fabulous footballer. Um, uh, you said it, he's a marked man every time he goes out because he's, he's Sidden's main man and still can produce the goods. You know, the, the interesting thing about that is that if he was in, a, a, in another senior team, we'll say, say, we've spoken about Simon's team before, Simon's in of a multitude of good forwards. So, they, when 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 teams double up on one player, it leaves another player to carry the can. He Darrow is always doubled up on, and he still can carry the can. So well done to Darrow on his one seven on the weekend, and also making it in at wing half forward on the proactive risk control team of the week. We're going to move on now to the centre half forward, and where number eleven Davy is. 
It's a, it's a man from the game I was playing on Friday night and uh, unfortunately I couldn't pick myself in this one, Mickey, but uh, <laughs> I actually came to the realisation that I was outscored by two players on the Minolte team and um, I suppose one of them was James Casty and uh, in fairness to him, he absolutely deserves the number 11 shirt. He was, he was outstanding. Um, he actually marked a cousin of mine and uh, I, I actually broke the news to the cousin today to say that he was in the shake-up for the number 11 jersey and he says, you're not serious, are you? And I says, Locus, it's not personal. Um, but in fairness to Cass, he, he, he's, he's a defender by trade, right? And he's played a lot of his um, football, particularly with County, you know, at Mead, uh, at minor under 20 and Mead junior level at wing back. But he's such a powerful and pacey, attack-minded player that Tony Carney has unearthed this forward in him and he's, he's put him in number 11 and he's so direct, he's so hard to stop when he gets going and I was shocked when Olivia Cusson, um, the, the Minolte PRO, actually uh, let me know what he scored because there was no report from the game and I knew he did a bit of damage but I didn't think it was to the extent that he got 2-4 against us. Just shows what I was looking at. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you were you were checking out your tan at that stage, Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, but look at Cass as a class act, and uh, in fairness to him, I, I know he looks after himself too. He probably he probably has a nice tan too. But uh, it came out between himself and another player in in Minolte. It was a little bit of a coin flip between himself and Paul Lynch. But Paul Lynch, we're all used to getting big tallies. James Casty wouldn't get two four every day of the week. And to be honest, which it's not every day of the week, you get to play court time. And, and fill your boots so Cass did a good job at doing it. <laughs> well done James Cassidy on making it in at centre half forward in the proactive risk control team of the week completing our half forward line where number 12 Davy Rispin is this guy has just cloned his performance from the second round Mickey uh, <laughs> he's, he's top notch he's, he's a phenomenal player and it's Shane McDonald from St Michael's Carlinstown Kilbeg he's He's, he's obviously back in the team. He's the third player that's managed to keep his shirt from the last day, which is unreal going. And, you know, full credit to himself, McCluskey and Lavelle for that. But not only has he done that, but he's managed to replicate the exact same score as he hit the last day with 2-5. So he's got 4-10 in the last two games. And I'm talking two really competitive games in intermediate. You know what intermediate's like, Mickey. It's so difficult to probably get space and time and, and get a decent score up, to be honest with you, because everybody is so competitive. The games are so hot and heavy. But this chap is just, a, he's, he's on a different level to everybody else. Um, and it's not as if he kind of lures around the goals or he lodges or this kind of thing. He's out around midfield battling for primary possession and he has the engine and the tank to get up and down and manage to kick 2-5 as well. Granted, one of those was a penalty. <laughs> But, you know, the goal before halftime was hugely important in getting St. Michael's back in it. Really well taken as well. Um, and then the five points, you know, speak for themselves too. Um, what, a, what a player for St. Michael's. And if St. Michael's are to go any further in the Intermediate Championship, he, along with a couple of his other teammates, i.e. and Meehan, Kieran Lynch, Davy Lynch, players like this, they're going to be hugely important. But Shane McDonnell is their main man. There's no question about that. Yeah, and at this stage, you know, you'd wonder what managers are doing if they're not looking at the proactive risk control team of the week and checking out the scores that some of these players are putting up. Because I, if I was going out against St. Michael's uh, last weekend, I would have been going, right, well, Shane McDonald scored 2-5. He was in the team of the week uh, for the previous round of the championship. So uh, somebody go out and stop him. And he goes out and kicks 2-5 again. So that's absolutely brilliant. And I'm sure he was a man mar- He was marked a marked man going into that game, but still can produce the 
goods and kick 2-5. Absolutely brilliant. Well done to Shane McDonald on uh, his second uh, PRC pick in a row. Well done. Um, we're going to move on now to the full forward line, Davey Rispin, uh, on the proactive risk control team of the week. And where number 13 is? Yeah, I was going to say, I, I actually missed this one. He is the four player to retain his shirt. And, uh, not just did he retain his shirt, but uh, he's only gone and kicked another 3-3, three, three, um, which is terrible considering he scored 4-12 the last day. So yeah. he obviously had a really, really poor day. Pierre Fox didn't say any who else. Um, do you know what? I, I watched it. Did, I did this game on Sunday afternoon and... He probably wasn't at his best, you know, and he'd be the first to tell you that himself. Um, but yet he comes out and scores 3-3. Three, three, and he's the type of player that if you just switch off for a second, sort of the same as maybe a, a really good striker in soccer, if you give him one chance um, and just go asleep for a couple of seconds, he will just punish you. Um, now, of the 3-3, three, three, two, two of it was from place balls, two penalties and two frees. But as you were saying, Mickey, that doesn't matter a jot, really. He's... He's not just got the two penalties, but from the next attack, or sorry, from the next kick out, Dunsany managed to win possession and Owen Harkin makes a drive at the goals, gives it to Pierre Fox. Probably the easy option after scoring a penalty is to just tap the ball over the bar. But such is the, I suppose, the enthusiasm and the vision and the probably the cheek of the guy. You know, he goes and, <laughs> and rifles one into the back of the net and completes his hat-trick in double quick time. Um, and, and probably at that stage, he maybe had his eyes on the top scorer uh, award as well. So he probably was looking for two, two different awards at this stage. But look, at, he was a shoe-in again on the team of the week. There was no question about that. I think we moved him from number 15 to 13 this week. Just <laughs> yeah. to keep a bit of bit variation in the team. But yeah, this guy's a fixture in it. Maybe that's what happened. We moved him from 15, so he was kicking more with his left foot this week and only scored 3-3. Three, three. Um, he'll be moved back into 15 in the semi-final. And I, wish, I wish I could do that with my left foot. <laughs> and that's your good foot. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Absolutely delighted for Pierre Fox making it in to the Proactive Risk Control Team of the Week for the second uh, uh, week running. Absolutely fantastic. Um, for the second round, the game's running. Um, we're going to move on now. Two, te- two players left and our full forward this week on the Proactive Risk Control Team of the Week. It's, it's a mean senior footballer and I'm not sure have we had all that many of them, Mickey, to be honest with you. Mm. I, I know we had Mickey Newman in round two, but there's nobody, there's not, there's not a whole pile that are rolling off the top of my tongue now, to be honest with you, but Thomas O'Reilly for Wolf Tones. And, you know, we talked about pretty um, pointless games and, and meaningless games, but Thomas O'Reilly showing his credentials once more um, in Wolf Tones, emphatic win over Manalvi on Friday night um, over in screen. Just the 3-4 for Thomas O'Reilly out of 5-9. What a tally that is by, by T. O'Reilly. And uh, he's a guy, when we see him with me, we often see him coming out the field and, and working his socks off and maybe getting a score or two. But we actually sometimes forget how good and how accurate he is in front of the posts. Um, and, you know, he's emphasised that once more with this, uh, this performance for Wolf Tones over Manalvi on Friday night and taking full advantage um, of probably some, you could say some loose marking maybe, but he was there to put the balls in the net and he managed to even overshadow his, um, his great clubmate team and, and teammate Keane Ward, who notched two goals himself on the night. Um, but didn't get within the nurse's roar of what Thomas O'Reilly's tally was <laughs> of 3-4. What a performance from him, Mickey. Yeah, well done to Thomas O'Reilly. Uh, delighted to see uh, the young Wolf Tones man uh, on the scoreline 
on the score sheet with three four, um, you know, it only bodes well for me because we, as you said, he, he does tend to be going out looking for ball. I suppose when you've got James Conlon and you've got uh, Mickey Newman playing the full forward line, he's probably asked to drift out to the half forward line and become a supplier rather than a scorer. But we know the quality of him, and uh, you know maybe that'll give him a little bit of confidence as he goes back into the mead setup and gets ready for intercounty action. Um, well done, Thomas O'Reilly from Wolf Tones. Our final pick and our final player wearing number fifteen on the proactive risk control team of the week for the third round of championship games is. Well, I wouldn't have got out at the top of the lane uh, tomorrow morning if I didn't name one of my neighbours um, on the team following their win over St Bridget's and. Uh, Mark Allen for St. Dalton's, I think, deserves his place, fully deserves his place, um, because he was absolutely brilliant uh, for St. Dalton's, and he was the difference between the sides, in fairness. Um, not, not the best game of the weekend, I think it's fair to say, probably low on quality in that, but Mark Allen lit it up on several dish- different occasions. Jagger, as he's probably more affectionately known in the Bormean area, um, very, very capable player. I know Walton's have tied with the idea of playing him in midfield. He's a big, strong fella and even in the half-forward line. But for me, when he's close to goals and, and he's so accurate off left and right foot, he's, he's deadly. Um, and, and that was, as I say, Mickey, that was the difference between the sides. So Bridget's probably just lacked um, a clinical forward like Mark to, to do the job. And he got them over the line and he booked Alton's place in the semi-final of the Junior Championship this year with 1-7 to his name. A lot of that probably came in the first half, I think 1-4, 1-5 but he did get a couple of crucial scores in the second half just to keep the scoreboard ticking ever so slightly and keep Ultons in the ascendancy. And he'll be a massive, massive player and one that Beliver, I'm sure, will be watching in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, it was a real big game. It was a crunch game between St. Dalton's and St. Bridget's and uh, Mark Allen to score 1-7 in such a big game and put them through to uh, the semi-finals um, deserving of his place at number 15 on our proactive risk control team of the week. Davey, before we go on to name our player of the week and our um, uh, top scorer of the week, um, I suppose we have a few hard luck stories or, or honourable mentions um, that could have easily been in the team of the week this 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 time around. Yeah, we do, and and we've we've been inundated with different messages across all the social media, Mickey, from people recommended lads within the club, all other lads maybe they come up against and all sorts. But the ones we've decided to pick out, um, Owen Harkin for Dunsany, outstanding performance in the middle of the field, clipped over two or three points. He is a part of the Mead Senior Football Panel now. Obviously teed up Pierre Fox for his third goal. Um, because he knew he was in the shake-up for the team of the week, so he was such a nice fella. <laughs> he actually said, here you go, Pierre, you do it. So, um, yeah, Owen Harkins worth to mention. Ryan Moore for Longwood, outstanding performance, five points from the 40 as well. Um, he's that's, that's Ryan Moore to a nutshell. That's what he comes out and does week in, week out. We've come to expect that from him. Um, and, and he's their main man in the forward line there. Damien Healy's another one from Longwood. Uh, corner back, obviously, meets senior hurler as well. Clipped over a point. Um put out numerous different uh, fires in that um, Longwood defence when Ball and Locke were trying to finish strong and get a goal late on to try and snatch something out of it. So Dame O'Healy gets in the mention. Harry Ryan from the same game, but different opposition. Kicked 1-6 one, one for Ball and Locke. 1-3 uh, from play, 3 frees. Young, uh, young player, I think it's his first or second year of adult football. Son of the great Vinnie Ryan as well in Ball and Locke. He's a huge future in, in front of him. I'm sure we'll see him in 
in years to come. I'd say Stephen Baxter, who obviously managed Ballinlock uh, last <laughs> year, is probably sorry he wasn't doing it for him a bit more last year, but uh, obviously a young player, and, and I'm sure if Stephen uh, meets him, he'll be the first to congratulate him on that. Niall Finnerty for screen, Mickey, I think two goals in that massive win over Nobber to secure. I think their 85th year in senior football, screen had some tweet or some Instagram up about it. Every, it seems to be getting longer and longer by the day now. Yeah. So it was 70s and now it's 80s. So yeah. look at it. It's <laughs> funny. probably I, be 100 by the end of the week. It's funny. I said to you last year, uh, they, they secured their 78th year in senior championship. And overnight, it's gone up to 85 yeah, years. Yeah. So uh, somewhere along the line, somebody is some, somebody has something missing. The one thing we know it's a hell of a long time since Screen were an intermediate team. It's an, an unbelievable reign as senior uh, uh, senior club in Mead. No other club anywhere near that. Yeah, and they're not going anywhere for, for another while yet. Um, Jordan Morris in the same game, only for Nobber, continuing his rich vein of form, I think, as well. Um, really good display from him. Kieran Panty's Lynch for St. Michael's, Mickey. Come on after 20 minutes. I won't say single-handedly turned the game, but he had a major, major influence in it. Um, kicked a couple of points, won the penalty that led to the black card, which Shane McDonald stuck away, um, and then subsequently went on to kick another couple of points. Finished with one three. Brilliant, brilliant display, and I'd expect him to start in a couple of weeks' time. Rory O'Dowd from the same game for Waterstown. In the early parts of the game, he was unplayable. His movement, his scoring, his pace... His trickery, he has it all. He's played with Mead before. I'd love to see him playing with Mead again. Five points on the day for him. Connor Downey for Nafina, wing back. We've obviously seen him in the county scene before. Two points from wing back. Typically influential display. Um, what, what a player. How, do, how he didn't get in, I'll never know. <laughs> but I suppose James Mooney and John Lavelle know. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Adam Gannon for Beliver. He's. One of the probably three guys who we could have picked out, but he was the pick of them, I think, for Beliver. Fierce and lucky not to get in as well, but you, you, we've already gone through the forward line. That's what you're up against week in, week out. Um, Martin Dolan for St. Dalton's wing back, powerhouse of a display, absolutely brilliant. Um, along with Mark Allen, the two standout performances from that game, absolutely. And two more Seamus Curry for Balnebracky, one six from full forward as well. Um, and Keno Dwyer was the last one I have on my list. He did a job on James Conlon, kept him to one point, I think, as well, the Danger Man Banty. I think you might have one or two more, Mickey. Yeah, young McLaughlin from, uh, from Minalvi scored six points from play in, in, in their loss, but a really good performance from the young player. And very unlucky not to make it in. When you see the forward line and the score lines that they put up, it's understandable. But it's great to see all these players that are putting up huge scores. Um, and it's just testament to the, to the fact that the, 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 the quality of player around me just seems to be getting better and better. That When you score six points from play, you're, you're not making it into a team of the week when, when lads are scoring 1-7, 2-4, 2-5. You know, the average score in the, in the forward line this week must be 11 or 12 points, which is absolutely phenomenal. Well, um, we'll, we'll, let, we'll let Alan Tormey do the maths. He's always good at that, especially on working hours. He's, he's brilliant at doing that. But just one that I want to pick out again. Sorry, Mickey, I keep going back to him. But Pierre Fox, right, in the last three games has scored 7-22 in his three championship games to date. What a tally that is. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. That's, that's just mind-boggling stuff. I'm just looking, I'm just adding it up here, Davey, uh, as we're talking. And uh, between the six forwards, they scored 63 points. Um, 63 or 64 points. So on average... by six? 
divide that by six, it's it's 10, 10 point, uh, 3 or something. It's about 10.3. So, so just, they're averaging 10 points each they're, they're, game. Yeah, they're averaging 10 points a game, which is absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely brilliant. Like um, Nobody actually scored less than 10 points. Um, no. We've got two have, uh, one has 11, one has 13, and one has 12. So 66, that's actually an average of 11 points per player. Absolutely phenomenal stuff. Davey, we're going to have to pick our proactive risk control player of the week. We've got a few nominations. I'll run through the nominations Mm. and you can come back and let us know who the player of the week is. First up is Michael Gavin Gavin for his performance um, against Rotholt in Simonson's loss. One point loss to Rotholt. They're keeping... Brian McMahon, scoreless in that one. Uh, phenomenal feat by the young man. Shane McDonald from uh, St. Michael's kicking 2-5 for the second week in a row and making it into the team of the week for uh, the second week in a row. Oshin McCluskey of Nafina at centre-half back, again making it in for the second week in a row on the proactive risk control team of the week um, with a second phenomenal performance to see his side through to the Mead Senior Championship semi-final. And of course, the last two we have are Thomas O'Reilly and Pierre Fox. Pierre Fox scoring 3-3. Last week it was 4-12. Um, you know, as you said, you've seen, you've talked about it, what he scored in the three games so far. Absolutely phenomenal. And then uh, Thomas O'Reilly from um, Wolf Tones kicking 3-4 in that game. Fortunately, that was half a dead rubber for, for, for Wolf Tones um, in, in that game. It wasn't going to see them uh, true to a semi-final or anything, but great to see Thomas O'Reilly uh, putting up such a big score. So, Davey Rispin, I've named out those five players. Who are we going to go with for our proactive risk control player of the week? It was an extremely difficult um, call for us, Mickey, and, and, you know, you'll vouch for this. We we went over and back for about 10 minutes and we weighed up the pros and cons and everything, but we've decided to give it to one of the players who's managed to retain his position. So there was one of four and it was, um, you know, when you narrow down the nominees, it probably came down to himself, Shane McDonald and Pierre Fox. But in the end, we, we've given it to Toshi McCluskey um, for Nafina. And, you know, if ever a player deserved it over the last two performances, but in particular the weekend, obviously that's what we're judging on primarily. Um, it, it was him that deserved it. He, he, just gave, um, he just gave a masterful display um, from centre-half back and, and as you termed it Mickey an old school centre-back um, which is great to see but I mean what what a couple of weeks it's been for Nafina they would have been completely rolled off after that defeat in Centristown um, the first day they were, mm-hmm. were probably the favourites to finish bottom of the group at that point you know they come out two weeks later they blow Navin O'Mahony's out of the water and then they suddenly beat Dunham Rashburn in a, in a winner-goes-through game in which they were rolled off in, again you know so Usher McCluskey probably taken the, the award, but he'll probably be the first to credit every single one of those Nafina lads who have turned it around. Um, what a brilliant achievement, and they're in the semi-final of the Senior Championship as well. And both of those performances against O'Matneys and, of course, against um, Dunham Ashburn last weekend were based on their defence because yeah. both weeks their defence was just so solid and uh, it meant that their forwards just had to do the business. But keeping, keeping the scoreline down so, so well in the last two games has been uh, a massive, in massive part to Oshin McCluskey. And of course, Michael Farley at full-back as well. We can't forget yeah, him yeah, as yeah. well. But Oshin McCluskey has just been the main man orchestrating everything in that 
uh, uh, defensive setup that um, Nafina have uh, used over the last two weeks. Absolutely phenomenal. Well done to Oshin uh, McCluskey from Nafina. He is our proactive risk control uh, player of the week for our third round of games. Davey Rusman, we have only one uh, award left to give out, and it is for the top scorer of the week uh, for round three of the Football Championship in Mead. And uh, who is it that has put up the highest score in round three of the Football Championship? Pierre Fox, look away now, son. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's Thomas O'Reilly from the Wolf Tones, Mickey. He's, he's edged out Mr. Fox with 3-4, to Fox's 3-3, three, three. Uh, remarkable scoring from the pair of them. But Thomas O'Reilly, by virtue of one point, has just edged out um, Pierre Fox. And uh, I mean, what a, what a scoring feed it is. <laughs> I mean, what does, what does Pierre have to do now? The, the award was pretty much brought in for, from, for his performance scoring the yeah. last day and not getting the, the player of the week. So Stephen Baxter from PRC has, has decided to bring in this and Thomas O'Reilly has nicked him. Um, I'd just love to know, because the game was Friday night, did Pierre know at the time that probably Thomas had got to 3-4? I'd suggest not. And that Pierre had obviously got 3-3 and he was oh so close to maybe even sharing the award. God knows what would have happened. We would have had to go and have a penalty shootout. <laughs> Put Stephen Baxter in goals and see who got the, the most penalties on him. But uh, we'd we still be there for a long time. I was, I was just going to say, we'd still be there trying to decide who was going to be the uh, top scorer of the week. But uh, So Thomas O'Reilly is out Fox Pierre. He has, he has. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I'm absolutely devastated for poor Pierre Fox, like because you know he's 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 just been phenomenal throughout the championship. And what does he have to do to win either a player of the week or a top scorer of the week? And you know, the only thing is is that we know that Pierre Fox has another chance uh, because he is going to be in uh, the semi-final of the junior championship in a few weeks' time. And uh, you know, Thomas O'Reilly is not going to be in the semi-final of the senior championship. So he won't get a chance to, uh, to emulate his, uh, his work for this week. So uh, well done to Thomas O'Reilly of Wolf Tones, scoring 3-4, which is 13 points. Um, Pierre Fox with 3-3, which is 12 points. And uh, we know Pierre Fox will go again. And uh, I'd say he's enjoying the, 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 the competition that's been put against him and, and enjoying the fact that, you know, he's putting in these performances that are just just millimetres away from winning an award, Davey. Yeah, and I suppose the only crumb of comfort for him is that he has got 7.22 in the championship so far. And I'd say it's pretty finalised that he will not be caught at this stage in any grades. Um, so, providing he, he gets a decent tally against um, St. Vincent's, no matter what happens, you'd imagine he would still top the scoring charts at the end of the year. But, you know, full credit to Pierre and, and obviously, well done to Thomas O'Reilly. What a way to finish the year for him as well. Yeah, um, Pierre Fox averaging 14.3 points a game at the moment, which is just, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not good enough. It's just not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, Davey, that's it for this week um, on the Builder We Are Me podcasts. Um, th- this one has just been brilliant. And again, we want to thank uh, Proactive Risk Control for coming on board to sponsor our Team of the Week. The Team of the Week is as follows. It's number one in goals, Peter Fox from Myla. Um, full back line, David Raleigh from Beliver, Michael Farley from Nafina, and Michael Gavin from, uh, from Simonston. Uh, James Mooney from Mead Hill, Oshin McCluskey from Nafina, and John Lavelle from Summerhill make up the half back line. 
In midfield, it's Keen Swain from Clonmacgill and Sean Callow from Longwood. Uh, the half forward line for the proactive risk control team of the week is Dara Rowe from Sydney, scoring 1 7. James Castley from Minolte scoring 2 4. Shane McDonald from St Michael's for the second week running, scoring two goals and five points. Full forward line on the proactive risk control team of the week is Pierre Fox from Lanzani with 3 3, uh, his second week in a row making it onto the team. Uh, wearing number 14 at full forward, top scorer of the week is Thomas O'Reilly with three goals and four from Wolf Tones. And then completing the lineup, wearing number 15 is Mark Allen from St Dalton's, again scoring one goal and seven. Uh, in their match against St. Bridget's. That's all from us from the We Are Mead team. Remember, We Are Mead, why it matters more.